So Scott Stapp, uh, in his new memoir, Sinner's Creed. Which, Sinner's Creed? This is oh back in God. 2012, so this is it's not oh. new now. But After an extended drug binge, Scott Stapp jumped from the balcony of the Delano Hotel, or the Delano, in Miami Beach. It proved unsuccessful, largely due to T.I., who magically appeared and saved Scott Stapp's life. This sounds like the worst drug hallucination ever. I'd love to see a movie about this. He had an Alabama hat on. I said, roll tide. And then he looked at me and put two and two together and really saved my life. This is not real. Dude, this is real. Are starting early tonight because we can. Because we can. Because I'm 37. We, we usually can't, and today we can. Yeah. Um, so we decided to do that, and we've got. There's like. So whenever this happens in the off season, I feel like I like panic. I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about? Um, I thought we were just going to go in depth about the song choices the DJ was making on Friday night at my birthday. Pretty fire. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, we had a good time. We did. We did. Uh, I got there in the fifth inning um, of a yeah, nine-inning awesome. baseball game. Um, got crushed by the Orioles. Yeah, that was, <laughs> Tyler had a big <laughs> problem. With, so, like, so like, there might not be a fan base that matters less to me in any sport than the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. And, and Tyler was just triggered from jump about the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles fan behind us, who was also like 14. So he's just known nothing but misery. Yeah. Was he really 14? I thought he was like 25. He wasn't 25. He was, there's no way he was out of high school. I don't know. It, well, the way he was acting probably like, so keep in mind, this is a regular season game against, you know, the Braves, which is fine. And he's there watching the game. I'm totally fine with, for rooting for your team, but every yeah. single pitch, the man had something to say. He's like, that's a great eye, baby. Want to know? Want to know? We got him now. We got him now. I'm like, dog, stop. Like, and then, you know, the Baltimore, but the Braves won the series, so it's cool. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, lot to get to today. Lot of bad form from announcers. One thing you won't hear us say is any racial or yeah. homophobic slurs on today's episode. Props to us. Not everyone yeah. in the media can say the same. Or in college basketball. Why are you on delay? Is this my fault or yours? I hate it. I don't think I'm on delay. You're making it worse. Um, yeah, so the most recent news is Bob Huggins gave a radio interview where... <laughs> thanks, Michael Bratton. Glad you're here. Um, <laughs> Bob, Huggins, <laughs> Bob Huggins just... I don't know what he could have been thinking. And he said, um, he called, I think, was it the basketball team or the entire university, like Xavier University, uh, Catholic. So what I saw was F dash dash S. And in my head, I was just thinking he said, fucks. Like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's bad. But also, like, like, yeah, it's like, you obviously shouldn't say that on radio, A. Right. B, that could be 
he that could come off as like oh he's just joking around like it's not a good joke but right. like it's not that bad right? right but no that's not not that's not what he said chris no it's not he said he said a, a slur a homophobic slur and then and then <laughs> and then he Oh yeah, and then Ben Mincy got fired too, which is like we're not I don't even want to talk about because like we had him on the podcast and he's like the nicest guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. You just can't I feel bad for him. I know I do too, but you you just can't like okay, so I don't know if you guys even know this, but remember like in the fall, like I had a I was on TV in local Atlanta t- television, and I lost the like I was like single-handedly responsible. I wasn't really single-handedly responsible, but I got us in trouble. Um, and the show was taken off air because I had one of my signs up in the background that had the effort on it and i just wasn't thinking it was just like in the background some karen called in was pissed made some whole fucking thing about how she was like i just i can't Im- good thing i wasn't watching this with my kids come to find out she doesn't have kids she was just kind of being ridiculous yeah. um oh yeah harris chambers a good point too we'll get to that in a second so anyway it was just um it, it just was like i i got us in trouble for having our like our show got taken off air I didn't say anything. It was just in the background. Are you already asleep? Am I boring you already? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't like how much further away your face is than mine. Uh, that lady was my mom. So yeah, we lost that show. So it's like all I'm, I guess all I'm saying is I don't ever think it's great when somebody loses their job, but it's it's understandable. The I, we yeah, don't really, I mean, yeah, I get I don't it. Know I mean, look, good. I. I'm, he works for a publicly traded company now. You know, it's not like good old bar well, stool. Even if it was. Oh. oh. Well, Huggins, jeez. I mean, that's just not what you do. That's that's not a mistake. That's not a mistake that was made by him. Like, he clearly uses that language quite a bit. <laughs> if he <Yeah. laughs> just let it slip on air, like on a radio interview. Right. Um, um, so, yeah, that's a tough well, And he was also, so Harris J brings up a good point, or J Harris, I'm not sure which. Brings up a point. He says he was referring to Xavier fans, or Exiver, as I used to call it, um, who supposedly threw dildos on the court or something. He, he that is true, but also, like I, we get loose on this show. Like the whole show is cultural uncensored. I don't know if I've ever gone on radio and I'm just like, hey, dildos, pew 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 pew. pew. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird, it'd be a weird move. Or first of all. Yeah. But Especially with the guns, the finger yeah. guns. If I would have said it with the finger guns, it would have, you think that it would kind of lighten the delivery, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't at all. Uh, then outside of those, we also had the Oakland athletics announcer. I was surprised to see, some people's response to this wasn't negative. I, what were you seeing that was not negative? I didn't, I'm not just, I'm generally asking. We had some people were like, honest mistake. Yeah. You clearly knew what he was trying to say. And I was like, that, so. Yeah, I, that it, doesn't, that, I don't think that goes. No, was, <laughs> I don't think that's a great. It was a guest that was on this show. And I was mortified when I read this because it was like, I don't, I just don't know how, I just don't, in this day and age, I don't know how you say it. I just don't, I don't know how you say that in public or you have a slip of the tongue. Yeah. 
I just, I just, it's inexcusable and it's fucking absurd. I just, ugh, anyway, what kind of light so, news do we get to? I turned 37. Tyler yes. and producer Dan took me out, um, beat the shit out of me. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, took me to. First of all, you threatened violence against me in a public forum. Why did I threaten violence against you, Tyler? Because I was pretty, pretty. Why don't you tell her? She's not listening. So why don't you just tell everyone what it was? Well, never mind. You can't. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. Also, so let me also tell you this. <laughs> let me just tell you the story. So we went out. Friend of mine that, that came with somebody that I have like a bit of a history with. Um, I'm single. She is single. Um, so, uh, I, so <laughs> in my, um, this is how the night ended. I will just tell you guys this. Just, just in case you were wondering if Uncle Chris still got it. Uh, <laughs> Slay queen. Slay queen. Uh, I, I we got into an Uber and she's like, "Where do you, where should we go?" And I was like, "We should go to the Highlands." Like, you know, let's go to Limerick. Like, I love Limerick. Or we can go to Dad's. Like, it used to be Diesel, my favorite bar. Like, you know, it's you know my birthday, my night. <laughs> so, so we get in the Uber and um, and at some point in the ride home, I fully convinced myself that she had typed in the address to another person's house to go to after she was dropping me off and I full on pitched a fit. Like, no. like just like shut down emotionally. This is also like one of my oldest friends. Um, shut down emotionally, just like walked out, like slammed the door. And she was like, oh, are you man. mad? And I was like, no, I'm not. Next time you just wait until I'm out of the car before you put in some other person's. Oh boy. And then just like really, really said it all. This is tough. This is. It was her own address. It was her own address. I don't know if I would have admitted that on the podcast. I'll be honest. Oh, that I'm irrational and stupid? Yeah, I think everyone kind of knows at this point, big guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that any of us are <laughs> grace overcomes all. Not with me. Not with me. Um, <laughs> the next day, so it was great. Uh, More like Jace overcomes all. all. What does that mean? Jace. Like if your name is Jace. Like oh yeah anyway um things looking up now i gave myself a haircut today and we're going on fine bomb tomorrow so if you're listening to this on tuesday tuesday 5 30 p.m eastern turn on the tv turn on the radio your boy will um will be on fine bomb so there's that i don't think we've had a chance to discuss publicly the alabama baseball program oh my god yeah this is this is just this is what, what it was all made for, Chris. This is college athletics at its finest. And it's only going to hopefully get worse because Alabama cannot do anything right. Like in but the PR department? As a, the state as a whole is not oh, really the state. batting a thousand on anything. Like it's not like like any way you want to look at it, football, social progress, education, healthcare, type two diabetes, whatever you want to say. Not doing great in the Yellowhammer state. And um Oh, that's a like a nice little slogan. Yeah. Not I, doing I, great in the Yellowhammer state. If you would Come like visit a, it says that, make sure you send me five dollars and I'll never send you the sticker just like last year. Um okay, sorry about that. To everyone that, that anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um that being said, 
there was so yeah, the last time was Alabama was doing really bad. You had a you had a very real and serious situation with um, the assistant athletic director in a situation where he it was like a third degree or third something domestic violence, which hmm. we've we've talked about this on this podcast before. You guys know how I feel about it. It's fucking inexcusable. It's my least favorite thing like to discuss because I, I will get fired up and, and everyone knows why and all that good stuff um, or bad stuff, I guess. Um, now, in a less serious, but also. We should definitely spell it that way, too. What? That boy, Jay. Also, shout out to Jay that for watching good. his job right now. This fucking, I, I love it. This is, we have we have the best audience, man. Are we confident that Jay did that on purpose? Yes, we are. Okay. And right. be, I don't know. I love that he put a TM at the end of it, too. It's fucking, it's fucking yeah. great. Um, not too great in the Yellowhammer State. So if you're if you're missing out on what we're saying, the Alabama baseball coach, like there was a story that we like vaguely alluded to because we didn't know anything about it like last Monday or last Tuesday or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and it was, you know, that he had sent he had sent a um a what do you call it? A like a there was there was something like where the Ohio gambling commission or something had shut down any bets made on Alabama baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't know why it was just like susp- suspicious activity. Then like on Thursday, they were like, uh, Bo, Bo, or Brad Bohannon's out. <laughs> like, so I was in a text thread where hands down the biggest Alabama booster for baseball is in he's a, he's a great dude he's like a top like booster for all sports but like specifically baseball he's like very good friends with bohan and he was like i don't i this is a shock i have no idea what it could be about and then come to find out it's because he was placing six figure bets against alabama in their series against lsu i have a problem with this for several reasons one they were already going to lose to lsu like all right that's why you bet on it Right. So, so, but like placing a six figure bet. On yeah, like nobody's football. walking into a, a, a sports book on a Tuesday afternoon and throwing down a hundred grand on a college baseball game. It was a Saturday and still you're right. <laughs> like, like in Ohio. Yeah. Like, like, right. A six figure bet on, on a college college, baseball game is on dumb. a regular season college baseball game. Yeah. Between the number one team, and also think about how stupid you have to be to like, like there were so many ways they could have done this, like where he could have not made it obvious. Well, I, I have they have they been doing this all along? Like, is this one of those things where this wasn't the first time? I don't know. Maybe they're like making bets along the way, and then we're like, well, we definitely know we're going to get hammered by LSU, so let's drop a hundred on it. Right, right. <laughs> well, because the way he did it, and this is also kind of gross. Like, and I'll say Vegas as like. Um, I'll say Vegas as like just a overarching theme, I guess. Because like Vegas always knows, right? Like mm-hmm. people Vegas always ch- knows. Is that a song? Scotty doesn't know. That is not the same. Also, great fucking song. I mean, like Matt Damon. It's like one of the best not really cameo Matt in the history of movies is Matt yeah. Damon in a ska band. 
like at <laughs> high school graduation. That's fucking yeah. great. Um, Euro Trip is the movie. If you guys don't know, anyway. So, so Coach Bohannon, like, or I'm sorry, back to Vegas. Like, if you're gonna cheat Vegas, right? Like, it seems like they always find out. You rarely have a situation where they don't find out. Um, he was he he scratched the starting pitcher and then somehow communicated with a high school baseball coach friend of his for him to go make the bet. And in Vegas was like, no, no, we got it. Like, like, like we're tipped off. Something's gone up. And they were able to figure out like within days that that's what happened. I just, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so apparently what he, Alabama's ace was supposed to go. He was scratched about what? 30 minutes before the game, something like really like right before the game. And right, then subsequently an came, subsequently came that bet. And what they, they said they had video evidence of Bohannon making the call. So the only thing I could think of is there was, I mean, you wouldn't like, he wouldn't FaceTime, would he? But like, imagine <laughs> if they were FaceTiming in and like the cameras and the thing yeah. saw down on, I, like uh, either All way. So bad. And like, it, what's crazy is, it, so if you if you have a D if you're a D one baseball coach like like Brad Bohannon's not going to go to fucking Cooperstown and sell his autograph like Pete Rose was the like one of the greatest hitters in Major League Baseball history he has the all time hits record mm-hmm. like Pete Rose was banned you think Brad Bohannon's ever going to get back into baseball he was betting against his own team as the manager no 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 dude, dude he is done. Like, and he's probably going to go to jail, I would think. Has to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, in a, I guess like now looking back on it, in a, in a week of like, quote unquote, the off season, there were a lot, <laughs> a lot of low moral, high, high volume uh, or high risk stories that came out this week. I mean, betting against your own team. Dude, so like, all right. Give me one college college coach that you could see, like football coach that you could see doing this. Like it would be like the least surprising thing. Well, Bobby Petrino. But like head coach, that's good though. Um, oh, a thousand percent done it. But he would have also had like, I also put down a hundred grand, I also won the whole fucking thing. It's like, yeah, coach, you had LSU to win the Super Bowl in 2020, and they weren't ever gonna play for the actual Super Bowl. You just don't understand words. Also, he got engaged this weekend, so congrats to him. Uh, Lane Kiffin could definitely see Kiffin. Could see that, but I don't think he would have. I don't. I think he would only bet on them to win. He is yeah. the kind of guy that'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going to take us to lose tonight." Um, who is the guy? Tom Herman. I could see doing it. Oh yeah, Tom Herman and Dana Holgerson. Like Herman, I could see doing it because he's a piece of shit. Holgerson, I could see doing it because he's like, listen, I'm in bad. I'm in deep with some sharks, and they're gonna take my left hand and my house if I don't blow this 12-point cover to SMU. I'm like, what? How did we get here? It's like a Tuesday night game. Greg Schiano? No, I couldn't see that. He's no. like he kind of seems like a mob guy. I'm not gonna get into that because Tennessee fans are like, that's exactly why we didn't want to hire him. We made the right choice. Um, so yeah, so I feel bad for the Alabama baseball players. That kind of sucked to find out that your coach was betting against you. <laughs> yeah. And then they took two or three. Well, good for them. That's awesome. 
That's great. Can you imagine how um, much money he would have made on that? No, he would have lost money because he would have been betting against him. But I'm just saying, if he would have taken Bama to win, as okay, okay. also like that's where the that there's no value in like what could the money line have even been? Well, here's the thing: is you know what what arms in your pin really don't have it, and if you if the worst comes to worst, you throw those guys in there. Yeah, you know they only but lost that... six. <laughs> What's that? They only lost eight to six. I know. Didn't they come back at the end? Yeah. He's like, he gets in trouble for the bet and loses all the money. No, you know, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like he's had some moments this year that were like super questionable. Like he got tossed in the Arkansas series at Arkansas. And as he was getting tossed, he was like doing this to the fans and then starts doing like the woo pig, like, like taunting them as he was getting thrown out. And it was like the most bizarre. It feels like something I would have done like three or four years ago in like a, like lashing out moment and then apologize for five minutes later. But Brad Bohannon was like, fuck it, dude. That's my legacy. He's like, yeah, I'm rooting for y'all because I bet on y'all. Right. right. <laughs> He's just being dead serious the whole time. <laughs> He's it's like, just, no, seriously, get these guys going. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make fun of our fucking traditions, Bo Hannon. No, 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 no. Guys, hear me out. Hear me out. Guys, you really, I feel like five's got to come in here. For, for Yeah. Yeah, so so that's that's going to be crazy to see if that unfolds. There, I, Apparently now there's been problems at both Iowa and Iowa State with players – gambling on games yeah. so this this could well, be the beginning of just uh, under the whole time right like well you would think yeah I, don't, I mean i don't know i didn't read too much into the story we'll have to get more on that later this week but like it just seemed like like it, what, what could you actually be betting on if you're fucking if you're in iowa anyway whatever um what else to do? So i i wanted to lead with this because it's like I've, I've i've been posting about it nonstop over the last 24 hours there's a new show on Amazon Prime and also on something called Freebie. Or Phoebe. what is that, by the way? I thought I was getting like hacked or something. Well, you were. That was me. Um, but it's called uh, it's called Jury Duty. Okay. It's the funniest fucking show I've ever seen. It's like up there with The Office. So you had me watch this before I came on tonight, and I did watch it. I watched the first because I I love a uh, a show that is thirty minutes or less. If you're trying to bet, yeah, it. you do. That's fair. Um, I see it has potential. So, so the setup is everyone is an actor and everything is fake except one guy is real and he has no idea that any of it is fake, right? Yeah, I hate how much of a delay you're on. It's going to make me shoot myself on camera. Um, well, really. well, let's <laughs> not really pump the brakes um, on that. Okay, so so it's this one dude who is who thinks it's real. The rest of them are paid actors. Like James Marsden's in it. Marsden, Mar- mm. Marsden, whatever. Um, he was like an Enchanted. He was the other guy in The Notebook. He's been in like a bunch of stuff. He is a fucking riot. This entire show is is like so like it like it once like at one point there's like like this this one guy who doesn't know this is fake. The, everyone else is an actor. The judge. The case is fake. They did over thirty hours of in um in courtroom like testimony like so it's like you know it's like 11 other jurors and then and then marsden is like a the alternate um and it's just it is a fucking riot but there's like one scene where there's like one kid who's like a virgin um he's like he's he's like he's like you know what my girlfriend broke up with me like this this other girl like in the jury wants to like hook up with him and he's like so i 
I can't because of God, but I could soak. And like James Marston goes and like jumps on the bed for him. And there's like this whole soaking. It is fucking hysterical. You guys, you guys. Yeah. So, but it's also, it's like a mixture. Like, okay. So it's a mixture of like, also like a parks and rec type, like. Right. Sitcom too. Right. Right. Yeah. There's like, like, they're they're filming actual scenes. Yeah. Yeah. They're filming and they're in like right now. (laughs) I have it on the background. I'm watching it again. I binged it yesterday and I'm watching it again. The, the guy who's in this fake court case um why are you watching like, it while we're recording i'm not i wasn't i mean it's just on dude just like whatever <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean that's why you're on delay because of my internet all right what else we want to talk about <laughs> uh bet online's coming out with it, their team win totals for the year Ooh. okay any do you want me to go through and yeah, uh, you want to try to guess some some big ones mm-hmm all right, what do you think Alabama's is? I already know Bama's is ten and a half. Okay, ten and a half. What do you think Auburn's is? Six and a half. Now remember, we're That's a correct, Chris. Podcast now we're a national podcast now. You let's go through them and see if I can guess I them right. I know. I'm gonna get some Clemson. Clemson ten and a half. Nine and a half for Clemson this year. Wow. Not, not the direction you want to be trending if you're Clemson. No. And, uh, and now FSU's is 10, right? I haven't got there yet. We'll see. Colorado. Uh, three and a half. Probably four and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Oh, Colorado's is three and a half. Uh, juice to the over. Minus mm-hmm. 150. Okay. Uh, Florida. Uh, six and a half. Five and a half for the fighting Napiers. No way. Just got to get to six. Yeah, five and a half. And it's minus 115 for both. That's fun. Uh, Florida State, you are correct, is 10. Georgia, mm-hmm. fairly obvious. 11 and, here, and a half. 11 and a half. Although the over is plus money. Yeah, because it's hard to go 12 and 0, but it's not with that schedule. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, going down the list here a little bit. How about. LSU. Uh, nine and a half. That is correct, sir. Nine and a half. Look at you. Let's do some non-SEC ones. How about Miami? Uh, eight and a half. Seven and a half for Miami. So really, not Michigan. Mm. Michigan's got to be ten and a half. I want to say eleven and a half, but it's got to be ten and a half. It is ten and a half. Um, you are correct, sir. Uh, Ohio State. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, I would say for Notre Dame, with what's his name, probably nine and a half. It's nine. Nine. Oklahoma, which was a six-win team last year. Nine and a half. It is nine and a half. You are correct, sir. You good at this? Um. I'll jump down the board a little bit here. How about TCU coming off the national championship run? Probably eight and a half. Seven and a half. Shut up. Wow. Yeah. And that's in the Big 12. And I want to talk a little bit about this, too, with the conferences realigning, because the Big 12 is the one that's going to have the most noticeable difference. You're going to have UCF, Houston, Memphis, and I think Cincinnati now in the in the Big 12. Like, what like what do you think that's going to look like this year? Because this, this is like a kind of a cool – kind of a weird thing like it's weird because like i think texas is back again 
Oklahoma should be better. Um, yeah, so you, so just, they're all in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're in the they're, they're in the conference this year while Texas and Oklahoma are there. This is the last year, right? And then TCU just played oh, for a national okay. championship. You still have Baylor. You still have Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. I don't know what they're going to look like. You know, Spencer Sanders left, um, but you still have like all of those traditional big. I don't say powers, but like traditional Big Twelve schools. I, I just think it's super interesting to see like. You're, you're just throwing in like four it, it 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 feels like it's like a fucking mario kart party and like and you just added in new players i think i think you've got to be if you're ucf i think you got to be fired up about this move because yeah. you jump to the big 12 which is already i would say maybe the third best conference but now that texas and oklahoma are leaving i mean it's there's not a lot going on in the big 12 and right. you basically come in and you have the state of Florida, which you can naturally recruit from and get really good players from. Right. And I think UCF's going to become one of the best teams in the Big 12. Like, I, I could see that happening. And, you know, they they clearly are putting money to it. They got Mel's on. Right. Um, depending on what you think about him. But that was a pretty big coach for them to hire, I thought. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I think that's going to be fun to watch the Big 12 just with a little bit of a different change up. So you still have a nine-game conference schedule. How about Baylor going to play uh, Utah this year, too? Utah opens up with – who the fuck is Utah? Well, hold on. Utah going with Utah's like an a, 11. Dude, by the way, Utah is a 10-point favorite over Florida on Bet Online right now. Yeah, for sure. Florida's not very good. Yeah, but, like, judging by their five-and-a-half win total. Uh, Utah's win total is only eight-and-a-half. Okay, so I can see that because I feel like Utah is one of those teams where you always have to over, hammer their over because they always over like they're they're always sneaky somehow. Yeah, why are you yelling? Because um, I'm fired up about Utah. Okay, so but listen to this. Hear me out here. So I get what you're saying. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh my God, no! Utah's schedule is a nightmare. Like we, I I will say that somebody else brought this up too. Like that is a like who's the coach? Why can't I think of the coach right now? Kyle Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham, he's like he's like the he looks like the the most like perfect like if you were meeting your girlfriend's dad for the first time like that's exactly what I would want him to look like like he just seems like, yeah. like you know what he's like a little bit stern but also like seems like a good dude like he's probably gonna offer you a drink um, and then talk shit about you when you leave that's my experience with, with father in laws but anyway um, so but like you look at the actual schedule they play eleven of twelve games against P five competition I'm on it too. So they Florida open up with Florida at home. At Baylor, Weber that State like might be one of their easier games. You don't sleep on Weber State, brother. UCLA. Let, let's at, go, let's go through this real quick. When let's say right. I think they're they're I I say they start four zero. Let me. What is Baylor's win total? Let me go look at that. Yeah, what, is Baylor supposed to be any good? Like I thought, Dave Aranda was like the hottest coach, and then like what happened to him? I don't know, but you look at this sketch right now, and I think they're seven and a half total. I mean, so the, the stretch here from September 23rd to November 11th is kind of proof to this, and I've been saying it for a minute. The Pac 12 has a very good chance to be the second best conference in the country for now until USC and UCLA leave, right? But as of this yeah. year, look at the schedule. Like, like I wouldn't want to play this schedule. UCLA at home, and they're going to have a five-star quarterback, you know, replacing DTR. You don't want to go to Corvallis for a number of reasons. 
Then you got to go to the uh, the Coliseum to play uh, USC. Kind of a sneaky game there with Cal, um, even though it's at home. But like, I mean, think about this: like, Oregon, yeah, at Washington, USC and Oregon, you get you get only one of those games at home, and then you got at you're at Washington, at Oregon State, at USC, brother. That is three losses right there. No, nah, dude, Utah Utah beat USC last year, both two times. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know. They bring back the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I just I, I've learned that schedule in the country though. You know, it, it's difficult, no doubt about it. I, I have faith in the Utes though. They they always seem to do better than everyone expects. So, how many ranked teams on here? Let's think here: one, two, three, four. Eh. So really, only it maybe only four ranked teams, but three of those four on the road. Yeah, I mean, at, that at Washington late in the year is going to be very tough. We got really sidetracked in that Big 12 competition, or Big 12 conversation. Yeah, somehow we landed in the Pac-12. Yeah, I, but I, do, I mean, like, I do want to talk about that, too. I, I think that it's, like, an interesting setup there. Let's go back to the Big 12 here for a second. I'm looking at the conference schedule. Um, also, what's up, Harry Legee? We got we have some good questions in here. Let's get caught up in the chat here first. Um, let's see here. How was your oh, yeah. comment? Oh, it was good. It was really good. I told a joke that I told to producer Dan and Tyler. Tyler really didn't like it. We're not going to talk about it right now, um, but it went over really well. It uh, I, I had a great show, and I got booked on four more shows, so that was pretty cool. Um, nice. Kiffin uh, kicked Chris Marshall off. That was news. Former five-star receiver? Yeah, tra- transferred in from A&M in the offseason. Right. Interesting. So that's probably... You got two problems at two schools uh, with two coaches that are typically lenient, I would say, on mm-hmm. uh, behavior. I think now, that's probably it for Chris Marshall, if I yeah, had to guess, at the P5 level at least. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good point. Uh, Jay says it's a perfect schedule to get a C- CFP bid. Now, hear, hear me out here because I don't think this is far-fetched at all. The Pac-12, as long as you have a one-loss champion, Someone has to get through all that as a one-loss champion, which, all jokes aside, is going to be very difficult. Like, very difficult. I think that they get in. um, I I think this is the year they definitely get into the playoff then. As long as there's a – like, and I'm not making a joke here. It's going to be difficult for anyone to get through all that. Washington and Oregon – like USC, you have the returning Heisman Trophy winner and every, all the people they brought in from the portal. I mean, just from an offensive standpoint, it's going to be hard to slow that down. And then, you, and you, again, you have a nine-game conference schedule with most of those people besides Oregon scheduling um, at least two FBS teams. I don't know about if anyone's in the Utah. Oregon State's a solid squad, too. Yeah, they're really good this year. Um, all right, here's the Big 12. Here's the Big 12. So the Big 12 is playing um, – they're not doing themselves any favors, by the way. So the Big 12 is doing a – a uh what do you call it it's hold on is it actually 12 teams now one two three four no it's 14 teams what the fuck is happening so the big 12 has 14 teams yeah it's all texas and oklahoma leave right that'll be 12 again okay but so they have the, the big 12 has um 14 teams they're playing a nine game conference schedule here are some of the out of conference games okay uh, right off the top, we talk about Baylor playing Utah. 
Uh, BYU is playing Arkansas um, in September. UCF is playing Boise State. Um, not super easy. Uh, Cincinnati is playing Pitt. Uh, Houston, never mind. Let's see here. Iowa wait, uh, that doesn't make sense. Iowa State, of course, playing Iowa. Kansas playing Illinois. Illinois was a, a New Year's Day uh, bowl team from a year ago. Um, Kansas State at Mizzou. Uh, Oklahoma's playing SMU, which is eh. Um, Oklahoma State going on the road against Arizona State. TCU is playing Colorado, which is whatever. Texas on the road against Bama. Texas Tech week two at Oregon. Um, and then West Virginia opening on the road against Penn State. Like, that's not an easy – like, they, they went out of their way to schedule some really good non-conference matchups. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, I wish cool. we got more of it everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else was on the, on the schedule? We should probably do some overs and unders, who, who we think is going to be where. Is that what we just did? I'm saying, like – we didn't talk about who's going to be over or under. We just did it on that for one team. You dumb idiot. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, we're never going to see. Uh, I bet this will be the maybe the last year that we would see football on Black Friday in college this football. Sucks. Okay, let's. You know what? We'll do. We'll do the over under stuff later. This sucks. Yeah, they stole a day from us. I, I just. Like, I, I was, like, kind of kidding when I first brought up, like, like I mean, I wasn't, like, the NFL pisses me off for a number of reasons, and again, it's mainly because of Roger Goodell's stupid, fat fucking face, but, like, it really pisses me off that this is what we're doing now, and, I mean, just read, read, read the news. Yeah, so Schefter put out that, a bunch of different stuff about the NFL today, one of them I thought was interesting is, like, basically no team or league is attached to any conference so like you know how typically the cbs will be like afc games you get a lot more nfc games on fox um there's no like preset schedule of where games will be um but one of the things that they did change is they're adding nfl games now to black friday which as we know will probably make the because the college football won't want to get their views squashed by the nfl We'll probably say we're not going to do Black Friday games anymore, which absolutely sucks. I just okay. So and and the college football kind of fucked this up a little bit a while back because, like, in my opinion, the the Friday college football matchups were best when it was LSU Arkansas. I loved Colorado Nebraska. Like I'm talking about early 2000s, mid 2000s. Those two matchups. And keep in mind, you're coming off a Thursday night game against with with the Egg Bowl. But now, and, and, and it used to be like the NFL had like, I think one game or two games, right? For Thanksgiving, it was the Bears would always play and the, not the Bears, the Lions would always play and the Cowboys would always play. So you had two games. Now you have three. There's, it's throughout the entire day. Um, it's, and it's also a day where they have like, so the Lions always suck. So maybe they're better this year. The Cowboys game is probably decent, but I hate the Cowboys. And then like the, the night game is like, I think it's been like the, the, I think one year it was like the Saints Falcons, which is great, I guess. But like the instead of like screwed this entire thing up because it's like you already have like butchered some of these old rivalries. The SEC no longer has LSU Arkansas on that day anymore. 
it's it's Arkansas, Missouri. So it's like another manufactured rivalry, which is no one's really sold on. Like, like who if you are actually out Black Friday shopping, are you making appointment television to watch Mizzou, Arkansas? No. No. I just also is Black Friday shopping gonna be done in like the next five years? Feels like yes. Even even the actual stores, like there's there's like there's like a small weird group of people that like live. Yeah. Like let's get up at four thirty and let's hit the mall. But like I remember a couple of years ago, Target started even doing like like six PM we're opening on on Thanksgiving Day. Like for yeah. for Black Friday sales. And it's like it's fucking literally Thursday here, guys. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got about ten minutes left because we're trying Shop to- till you drop. Why'd you yell that like that? Um, quit holding back on the topic. Be honest. Yeah, you guys know me. That's one thing that I don't do a good job of is is uh, refusing to mince my words. Um, I'll, I got a, a picture for everyone in the group who's watching online. I met. Uh, I played in a charity golf tournament today, which is why someone said I looked like I was on a work Zoom call because I've got my collared shirt on. Oh yeah, check this out. Anybody yeah. in the chat? Anybody in the chat see who that is right there? I am watching Quaku. Yeah, we'll see if anyone in the chat saw, and we'll see. We'll get their answers in. I know they're on a bit of a delay, but we'll see. He uh, he might be the one who would know this more than anyone. Um. Anyway, yeah, let's let's we'll finish up the show. We'll get to more stuff later in the in the the next episode this week, which will be um either tomorrow or the the night after. But uh, yeah, going through um. We'll kind of go through some of those over-unders and look at the schedules and stuff like that. Uh, I did enjoy the Pac-12 conversation because I do think there's going to be like a lot there. We don't need to get into this right now. But have you seen on three's early top 10 for draft-eligible quarterbacks? I have. Because you sent it to me. But Don't start at number five. I want I want to save that one for last. But number one, obviously, is Caleb Williams, whose people are comparing to it. Like, I don't know, Mahomes. Like Mahomes with a cooler brother, I guess. Like that's like I hope I honestly. By the way, the brothers. It's not even that he's not cool anymore. He's a, he's like a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, we all knew that, but all right, nobody saw the. the it was it was AJ Green. I, I met AJ Green today yeah. for the <laughs> Georgia fans. <laughs> um. um yeah, so Caleb Williams, I think everyone's going to want to be um, tanking for him if they're bad this year. He he actually there was there were reports that came out that said he asked the um, uh, he asked the what do you call it the Texans to draft him. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, number two, Drake May. I think this is pretty pretty much the first and second. For next year, yeah, Drake May is a beast, and he's he's going to be would, really good. I think that I think that there's a chance that that he falls off. You think? Yeah, I, I mean, think it's more. I think it's more likely that one of the next two does or three. He has, he has the biggest opportunity to fall off because he plays the weakest conference. Yeah, that's fair. I know that's why I said it, idiot. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think conference really matters. So if Drake May goes through the ACC and puts up mundane numbers in an average conference oh mundane average numbers in an average conference yeah yeah yeah, yeah if he has average numbers yeah that's he fine he puts up the same numbers no of course he's gonna get like yeah, yeah. He, i mean he's probably you could make the case that he should have been a heisman finalist last year 
Um, I did make the case that he had better numbers than Setson Bennett. Uh, and, and there was also quite a few other ones that did as well, including two of the next three. Michael Penis Jr., I think it says. Oh, Penix. Uh, Washington at three. I'm just so and, thankful that we have an eight. We have eight more months of being able to say like Michael Penis Jr. <laughs> I'm so pumped for that. Can we start pronouncing it like so, penis. like Michael Penix? <laughs> so it kind of sounds like Penis. <laughs> you got Penix and Bonix. <laughs> These two guys going against each other. What's up, Eddie Booza? Yeah, we were early tonight, big guy. Um, yeah, so Penix at chat. three. Quinn Ewers at four. Years. Years. <laughs> um, and everybody's favorite quarterback at number five. Sometimes I like to year years Nate out of my Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, as in Bo Nix, as in the number five NFL quarterback prospect for this year. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Number five. That's Correct. Bo Nix is the... F- and here's the thing, Tyler. You can't really over? argue against it right now. Who took over as OC at Oregon? Do we do we know off the top of our heads? I, Patrick, I doubt it. it. Was, uh, I think it was Brian Harson. No. Was it really? Okay. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no. By the... Never mind. I'll tell you this off air. Okay. Go follow Harson's. Oh, my God. The biggest... The uncensored moment of the week. Let's just cut to this real quick. Uh, What's her name? Hold on. Oh, uh, Angel. All right. What is her name? Angel Reese. Angel Reese. So this is cool for a number of reasons. Um, Will Stein is the offensive coordinator at Oregon, by the way. Will Stein. Um, Jay, Holy Spirit, come down. You have no idea what we're about to talk about too, because you're gonna, we're gonna need, we're all gonna need the Holy Spirit for this. I, so Angel Reese, who is fresh off winning a natty, um, being vilified by everyone, LSU, just, I, I like, there are no words, <laughs> like. So she got an NIL deal, which I thought was cool because I didn't, I didn't even think about that part of it, like the NIL deal. I think this is cool for a number of reasons because I could easily see back in the day this being a thing where it's like she's she's going to be involved in this Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which is still a thing. So um, is Livy Dunn, the other LSU, the gymnast. She's on the cover. Awesome. Is yeah. she really? So I believe so. I could easily see this being something in the past where it'd be like, yeah, you know, like you guys are going to make the Sports Illustrated swimsuit thing, but it's like such a cool thing. That we're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna pay him for it. They're getting paid NIL. This is an NIL deal now, which is really, really yeah. cool. All for it. Yeah. Also had no idea Angel Reese looked like that. Yeah. That's yeah, that was a surprise. Surprise to all of us. Good for her, man. Like, like I really will say, all jokes aside, or like all weirdness aside, um, that is an incredible, incredible NIL deal. Like that might be one of the top five coolest NIL deals we've heard about. Like there's been some really good ones. Like some of the people that, that are doing stuff with uh like like some of these, like there's there's been some of these that I think have gone to female athletes that have been way better than the one that men like the, the ones that uh male athletes are getting. Like like for one, 
the 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 top uh, NIL is uh, is a woman. It's the LSU gymnast, Livy Dunn. Right. Livy the Dunn. valuation, the valuation, top valuation now is Bronny James. Oh yeah, he committed to USC over the weekend. I saw. So I will say too, real quick on that. I thought it was interesting that LeBron James came out and said how big of a deal that is. Cause I just assumed he was going to go pro, but he would be the first person in his family to go to college, which is a really big deal. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you're right. Barney, Bronny James jumped up to $5.9 million in NIL valuation. According to on threes NIL rankings, Livy Dunn's is 3.4. Now I can see like, like where, where you're going to start seeing a difference, the NIL stuff. Well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll like close on this. I think that you're going to start seeing this and you're a financial like you're into finance. You do stuff with yeah, finance. Okay. I do. Um, like, oh my God. Another shocker. What happened to the now? top 10 NIL? Bo Nix. Shut the fuck up. Bo Nix, Bo Nix is number one in, or number eight in all sports for NIL. So how much is 1. it? 1.5 million annual. 1.5 million annual. Wow. That's $100,000 per rushing touchdown he had last year. Um, so anyway, what's interesting about this, and remember, I remember having the very first episode that we did when NIL first went live and I was, my mind was fucking blown right off the bat, like right off the bat about, about how, um, Derek King was getting $20,000 from college hunk movers. Because no part of that made any sense to me. Like twenty thousand right. dollars seemed way too much, and college hunk movers being like the seventh biggest regional mover at most <laughs> right. was also fucking weird. Like, and, and it's not like he's gonna. I just thought that was super super bizarre. Now it maybe it makes sense because the color scheme, which I'm just now realizing. But like, what you're starting, you're gonna start seeing now is people. The, this bubble is going to burst very quickly. Because it's hard to say, oh, you know what? This person, like, Bo, is Bo Nix worth $1.5 million in advertisements? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> like, so, because I don't, like, I'm, I'm I mean, trying to think. Like, that, that wouldn't make any sense to me. From an advertising standpoint, I always thought the easiest person to sell to from, like, when I, I had, like, a very brief stint in, in sales, because I was terrible at it, Um I was, it was always easiest because like when you would like break down stuff, it's like, all right, well, how much of, how much do we have to sell of your product for it to be deemed successful? So in one situation, like it'd be cars, right? Like, like cars would be the easiest. Cause like, all right, how many cars do we have to move for you to have like a, would you fucking look up here? I'm listening to you. Okay. So like how many cars, if, if you had a deal with like a, with a car dealership and it was worth $10,000, like for a sales standpoint, like in the radio sales that I did, like that would have been a pretty good deal. But like, how many cars would that have to be for you? Right? Like, I can't even imagine you being, being in bro, sales. It was, it was so bad. They, you know, I think I've told you this. They, there's, there's, there are a few examples of um, profiling that have ever been worse and more egregious than when I was at a sales job because the way I look, they sat me on a fucking conservative news talk radio station. AM. <laughs> there is not anything that could describe me less than a conservative <laughs> news talk radio station in an election year. Um, it was awful. But no, so I, I just, I'm trying to think of like 
how many how many cars would that have to be to be worth a Bo Nix like advertising for you? Like, is is he really does he have that much power? Like, I could see it. I could see it from the standpoint of Bronny James a little bit, just because of the fact that he's in LA and people have more money to spend and things are all like every, all the numbers are kind of inflated out there in, in anything you look at. But well, a lot of this is about social following, but the problem is, is if you go on the, the NIL tracker, he's got like 188,000 followers. It's not like, like right. Livy Dunn has 11.3 million. What? Yeah. Ron, uh, Bronny has 12.9 million followers. That's weird. And those two are. Wait, he's what? He has 12.9 million followers across all platforms. Is he posting bikini pics? 7.1 million on Instagram, 5.7 million on TikTok. Livy Dunn has 3.8 million on Instagram, 7.4 million on TikTok, and 83,000 on Twitter. So she's signing NIL deals with like Body Armor, ESPN. She signed one yeah. with uh, obviously SI Swimsuit. Um. Anyways, pretty pretty crazy times we're in. I have 151 followers on TikTok. So yeah, pretty sick. Um. Well, that is uh that is something else. I guess we'll end on that. That is I did not see that coming. <laughs> um that, I mean that like do I sound stupid now? Because like I don't I mean probably. I don't I feel like that's a yeah, you, hold on real quick. Yeah, I sound stupid. Here's a list yeah. I found. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um how about my Kirby Smart thing getting 20,000 views? What, what? So if you're listening, you, Body Armor, if you want a declining 37-year-old white male to be a brand ambassador, <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, all right, let's end the show here. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. If you would, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you get the notifications when we go live. Also, um, shout out to everyone who downloads the podcast on Spotify. Yeah. Make Everywhere, sure but specifically Spotify. Yeah. So anyways, for Chris, I'm Tyler. We will see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it as always.